a new segment here on MMASucker.com. It will be with Battlefield Fight League President Jay Galshani. Uh, it's all about what you want to know, and uh, he's going to give you the info. Basically, I'm going to ask him a couple questions, whether they're off the top of my head or whether they're off you fans, if you guys have questions off of your heads, about the inner doings and whatnot of Battlefield Fight League. Basically, he wants to be a little more open with you guys in 2017 uh, with what happens behind the scenes and what happens uh, leading up to fights and whatnot. Jay, thanks for doing this with us over at MMASucker.com. And I guess basically the question is, why do you want to do this? Well, I guess uh, a lot of the times fans have some questions and fighters go out there, say some stuff, and it gets misinterpreted. This way we can get everything out in the open if anybody has any questions or if they want to know why we do certain things. This is the way to be open so they can find out the answers, right? For sure. Okay, so right off the hop, we didn't leave any openings or any answers or any questions for fans for this one because we just wanted to, you know, let people know that we were doing it, let them hear it. Uh, let it start flowing and figure things out. So I'll ask you a couple questions, maybe two or three questions, and, and we'll get going. Uh, basically, first thing I want to know is, you know, there's always fighters out there that say, hey, I can't get a fight with Battlefield, or I want to fight this guy, or um, I can't get a fight with Battlefield. It, it's just not working out. Now, answer me this. Why, oh, why... Are there always fighters saying they can't get a fight with Battlefield? Because I see on this upcoming card, when the, the fight card was first released, there were something like 25 fights listed. So I find it absolutely ridiculous that there are guys out there saying that they can't get a fight with Battlefield. Yeah, well, some guys can't. Like if you're out in Russia and you email us and you want to get a... It has to make financial sense and we have to be able to afford to fly him in and... A lot of times with the smaller promotions, the commute is the problem, transportation costs. But for local guys, most of them that can't get fights with us, the main reason is they don't like the fight we offer them. They don't like the matchup. So there's a lot of ways guys can turn down fights. Some guys don't just come out and say, you know, a lot of the experienced pros don't really like to turn down fights. So what they usually say is like, well, I want $10,000. They have different ways. There's a lot of ways you can turn down a fight. And then when it doesn't work out for them, they say they can't get fights with us. But, I mean, we usually offer guys fights, but it's not the fights, the fights that we think make sense based on their ranking and their past experience. So a lot of the times you see these guys on Facebook and, and they're saying, you know, give me this fight, give me this fight. So what you're saying is sometimes you have offered them these fights, except they turn around and, and sort of make a workaround about why they don't want it or money-wise doesn't sort of work out? A lot of times these guys are actually offered fights? Yeah, but sometimes it's not the fights that they're they're going out there asking. For example, anytime you have a champion, a lot of guys just want a straight title shot. Well, if you haven't been in our promotion, we usually, if they're good, we say, okay, do a number one contender fight first. If you win, then you get a title shot. For sure. Completely makes sense. Let's move away from that. My second question for you has to do with your new, well, not so new, but a few month old weight cutting policy. I've seen guys also on social media sort of complain about the way this is done and say, you know, 
especially I, I've seen champions even say, you know what, if I can't rehydrate properly, then uh, it's going to be a non-title fight. What, what do you have to say about this, and what's your reasoning behind the whole new weight-cutting thing? Because obviously it's for fighter safety, but some of these guys don't seem to think it's necessarily that way. Well, I mean, if this is not something that is um, it's common knowledge, if you're cutting more than, they say, more than 5%, it's already dangerous, right? I mean, we said 8%. So if, if uh, you're cutting more than 8%, you're putting yourself in danger. You're probably shortening your career by four or five years. The reason UFC hasn't done it yet is because they can't. There's so much money involved and they can't really get that specifically in their contracts. But you're going to see them doing something very similar to us in about eight to ten months down the line. So if if the guy can't rehydrate, he should be fighting at a, as a heavier weight. So the one one big problem with smaller promotions is all the coaches complain, my guy is too small. I don't want him to, for example, fight at like 145. He's got to fight at like 140. He's too small. Then they come and miss weight. And then you got a situation at the weigh-in where the two camps get into an argument because one, one side can't make weight. So now the way we have it is, for example, if you usually fight at 170 and you're cutting 20 pounds to make it, we're saying you shouldn't be fighting at 170. Just fight at 178. So... I mean, it's not, it's a safety issue. If you tell these guys, do whatever you want, they'll end up killing themselves. I mean, how many guys got to go to the hospital? I mean, does someone have to actually die before these guys, like, learn? It was just, um, I think um, we had a fighter on the other promotion had to go to the hospital just um, three weeks ago at a local event. So, I mean, we got to start implementing this rule or somebody's going to die sooner or later and it's not good for the sport. Have you seen any any um, side effects from this weigh-in policy that you've done? Not necessarily with fighters reacting the way they are, but in terms of health. I mean, have you seen any risks health-wise from the way you guys are doing it now in comparison to the past? Because we have, as you said, seen fighters you know, dehydrated and go to the hospital and all this other stuff. With the way you guys are doing it now, have you seen any of that? Well, obviously, this is way healthier. I mean, you tell me one more school, another professional sport that you play at a high level where you completely dehydrate yourself 24 hours before you go into competition, right? It's just not healthy. You shouldn't be cutting that much weight. At least the main difference is, like, you talk to any member of our staff or the commissioner, even the coaches, the night before when we see the guys, they're not walking around like zombies. They're not in bad moods just because they're cutting less weight. They're not killing themselves. Up to three events ago when we weren't doing this, I mean, the guys coming into a weighing, like just basically dying till that time, till they get on the scale and start rehydrating. So, I mean, anyway, you look at it, it's, it's just a healthier way of doing it. For sure. All right, final thing for you. Uh, we got Battlefield Fight League coming up in February. As I said, when I first looked at the uh, fight card, 25 fights deep, I was thinking, what the fuck is going on here? This can't be the case. We have seen big fight lineups in the past for you guys. The reasoning behind this, if the fans don't necessarily know, why do you have so many fights on paper uh, but likely won't happen on fight night? Well, the only way they don't happen is if, like, 
there's injuries or cancellations. If if they do, if there's no injuries, we fully intend to run the 25 fights. So we've got a lot of guys who have worked their way up, made it through the amateur to a pro rank. So if they call us and they say, I'm healthy right now, I need to be on this date, they're going to fight on that date. See, what a lot of people don't understand is with with fighters, a lot of times you're not healthy, so you can't fight. So when you're healthy, you have to fight. So when these guys are under contract, as they call me, they go, I need a fight. We get them a fight. We make every effort. So this is a situation when we've already made 15 amateur fights, and then all the pros started calling, like six, seven of them, that have come through up through the ranks and earned the contract, and they all want a pro fight. So we got all of them pro fights. So now we, we've got 22 fights. That's so Im- that's what happened there. That's it's pretty cool to hear that you've got these guys coming up through the rankings. I I commend you on that. I know I've been around, as I said to you via text message when we were talking about doing this Ask Jay Golshani Battlefield thing. Um, that We've been around since day one, MMA Sucker. Battlefield Fight League 1. We were there for the first one. We're going to be there hopefully for the last one. Uh, anything else you want to let fans know about uh, before we let you go on this first edition of Ask Jay? Well, for our um, February 18th card that is coming up, our main event is going to be uh, Chris Anderson defending his belt against uh, Dan Kayak. And um, I guess we, that's one fight we're adding that hasn't officially been announced. We're announcing it now. So now I guess we have 26 fights. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jay. Thanks a lot for doing this. Um, if you guys out there have questions for Jay on this Ask Jay um, Battlefield Fight League, obviously you're going to want to talk about Battlefield Fight League. So if you guys have questions, leave them on the Battlefield Fight League Facebook page, Twitter page, or the MMA Sucka Facebook page or Twitter page. That does it for this week. We'll likely be back weekly or bi-weekly, depending on how the questions go and what you guys want answered. <laughs>